This is Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health with your hosts, Kyle Myers and Hank Spaulding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. And welcome back, movie nerds, to another episode of the Art House Roadshow. Uh, I am your host, Hank Spaulding. I am not joined by uh, Kyle Myers tonight, but I am joined by uh, two of my very close friends because we are covering, uh, doing an episode recap of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. You will remember Luke from all of our Star Wars uh, podcasts and MacGuffins and those things, but you might also remember my uh, second host tonight. It's the first time we've had three people on the road show. Um, Patrick Taylor, who helped us cover the Batman with Raw Bats, Bat and Bat. So, gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? We are a podcast thruple this evening. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, second time host, first time listener. Really good to be here. <laughs> really excited. Yeah. Well, oh, that's nice. <laughs> Got to crack one open here in the evening. We're going to... Uh, I literally hear drink. the fizz. That's right. For the sake of uh, for the sake of uh, Patrick's parishioners who may or may not be listening, or district personnel, that is that is a non-alcoholic beverage. That he yeah, drinks. it's it's Seagrams. I'm holding it up to the camera, which okay, will not so it's it's just <laughs> ginger ale that I'm pouring into my gin. Thank you. Don't. That's right. <laughs> it's really funny, subtle thing. But we are excited. We're happy. We're pumped up because. Today, we are talking about episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I think that this thing is, is mo- moving up. I, and I mean, just getting better as the episodes go along. Um, and I just, I am a big fan of what's happening overall here. So gentlemen, let's, let's just start with overall thoughts. What are your thoughts on the episode? I liked it, loved it, thought it was great. Such um, an intense episode. They really went modern with it. And I really appreciate, like, it's real timely. They're really taking on the issues with this one. Yeah. I was surprised when Obi-Wan committed voter fraud. I thought that was bold. Yeah. I I thought that was a strong moment. They got to go politics on it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. people complain about Star Wars being political, but, you know, Star Wars has always been political. I think people just miss that. That's right. Definitely. (laughs) That's right. Uh, my favorite part was uh, when Captain America lifted Mjolnir in this episode. It's such, a, such a surprise. Such a great surprise. The, a surprise. the theater went nuts when that happened. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, but in all seriousness. <laughs> in all seriousness, I do. I, when they came out with the Mandalorian, I liked that. And then uh-huh. when they came out with the other Mandalorian, I liked that. <laughs> but this Mandalorian might be my favorite. The baby's a little older. Um, she's <laughs> more sassy in this one. That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know. So <laughs> the this the, but, I think this might be the best Mandalorian yet. So you're a fan of uh, Vivian's uh, interpretation of Princess Leia. I would take it, Patrick. That's who that is. <laughs> absolutely it's not grogu but it might be isn't she a little short to be a princess <laughs> that's so great because of the because of episode four um yeah 
So, Luke, what are your thoughts on episode three so far, just overall? No, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Honestly, I'm a little bit annoyed with some Star Wars fandom. You know me, I'm a bit of a salt miner when it comes to some Disney Star Wars. Uh, and so I've been like on Reddit the last couple of days thinking like, what are people thinking about this? And there's so much complaining about this episode in particular and that it looked cheap and that the fights weren't good and that there were all. And I'm like, guys, I'm not seeing any of this. So I loved it. Thought it was really good Um, in, enjoyed Um I have some questions about where they're headed next, but overall enjoyed the episode. Why? So what, what's the, cause I haven't seen this, but I haven't really dove into deep of this part of it, but what's, why are they saying it looks cheap? I don't know. People were like, yeah, this looks like it was filmed out my back door. Cause I live in the San Fernando Valley or whatever. Well, um, can, that All right. Like, <laughs> I don't think it looks cheap, but I do feel like, they're getting defensive about all the desert planets mm-hmm. right can we not have one planet that's not it's like this is this nose is tatooine too and i know there's four <laughs> yavins at least but like jesus if we could just have one but when he's like oh yeah this used to be great but then the empire and then the fire nation attacked and that's this right. is why it's uh. all desert but when they landed on a desert planet, I was like, no, yeah, of course. Like, where else would he know where to go? Sure. That's right. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. I hadn't thought about that. Like, every single Star Wars iteration has to have some major desert planet, at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is just, I guess, the the part. I mean, obviously, they started on Tatooine. So this one actually is two, technically. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Uh, getting in kind of like to the i mean obviously the, the star wars fandom is just like turned real toxic like since probably the prequels but especially since the disney purchase and the i mean even with the stuff with moses ingram like it's just been you know pretty weird like i don't know why they turned could on have her. seen that coming like yeah that's right uh but i don't know it's, it's been weird because like i didn't feel that at all i think that and i mentioned this last time i'd love to know Patrick, your thoughts, because I know that Luke and I have talked about this, but it has the absolutely the bigness of the prequels in terms of like this mm. big galactic scope, but it's mm-hmm. got like the grounded kind of practical effects of a like sequel trilogy. Like, and, and that's one of the things I liked about the sequel trilogy is that like it did feel very earthy and grounded and like practically driven in terms of the effects. Um, and so you kind of get the blend of that, but I mean, what do you think of, what do you think of the overall aesthetics, Patrick? I, no, I'm, I'm right with you. I don't have any, anything novel to say. Uh, so it's really good that we're doing a podcast on this question because <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you though. It, this feels like a bigger deal to me than, than episode three, uh, yeah. because I like it more than episode three and it's Obi-Wan and he's right there and they've got all the, all the people you know, uh, like really doing the thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. I, I agree with everything you just said. It's, that's what makes it really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it's funny. Like I hadn't drawn the comparison to this being Mandalorian three, but I think you're absolutely right in terms of the structure of it so far, like the young Jedi trying to be taken back to their, uh, their parents or their people, right. By, by some older guardian and things like that. But um, this one's interesting because um, just to kind of go through a little bit of the plot, there's a couple things that happen in the beginning. At the wake of episode two, um, Obi-Wan learns that there is uh, that Darth Vader is still alive. And now he's trying to, as we start episode three, uh, it sounds <laughs> now like he's got to get back there and finish the job. That's right. 
that's right it's uh it's it's uh it's a it's very much a follow-up this is when it turns into a buddy cop revenge film that theme film so um but yeah like it's uh so he's trying to reach out to qui-gon we mentioned that he's kind of like not succeeding in that realm and then has this vision uh where, where hayden christensen actually shows up on the desert planet um and sees uh sees anakin skywalker kind of off at the distance and so he's kind of uh he's kind of in a rough spot what do we make of of obi-wan as we see him at the opening of this episode that's such a good question we can i ask you guys first what did you think of the hayden christensen should like that little show up there um i thought i mean i don't know luke how you feel about this but it seemed like it was a it was a callback almost to that moment where like we see hayden christensen he's just killed all of the separatists on mustafa and uh and he's kind of like you know like mean mugging the camera you can see his eyes are like now yellow and things like that but um, it felt very similar to that. I thought it was. I thought it was really interesting. I did not at all, ex- for some reason, expect that to be him. I thought it was just gonna be some rando. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was interesting. Rando Calrissian. He's also rando. Calrissian. Rando, my favorite right. character. Yeah. What, uh, what about I, you, Luke? Yeah, I thought it. Um, I thought it was cool to to see him there, and I'm like, oh, maybe we'll get more of this. But at the same time, I mean, I think it's just demonstrating like how how haunted obi-wan still is right so like he's been away for 10 years and he's tried to just bury his emotions and bury his feelings but um you know here we are now anakin's kind of resurfaced and he's just sort of seeing ghosts right I, um, and I, I love that he can't get in touch with the one ghost he really wants to talk to yeah right <laughs> um, and i i hope we see him i don't know no here's what i would say is i hope we don't see anakin anymore at all because part of me loves this idea of like hayden christensen who had to go and say things like i don't like sand and and like he had to leave it all out there and and then he's like just lived of of years of bitterness from this horrible fandom and then they're like hey we want you back buddy we're doing a thing and he's like now's the chance for redemption like here it is here's my time and then he he stares in one direction for 10 seconds and they're like all right that's it we got that's, it it's his redemption <laughs> art <laughs> thanks bud and then, like he doesn't get to do anything else oh that's yeah I, i'm still hoping for one clone wars flashback like that's just it's one thing that i want out of this that i probably won't get but would love to would yeah love the ptsd is really fun ptsd is <laughs> really fun yeah well i mean it's interesting that you bring that up um Patrick about the fact that the one ghost he can't he wants to see he can't um mm-hmm. because and this is my feelings about this because I think that they're trying to set up some parallels between this and the and the sequel trilogy like Disney's desperately just trying to save face about like their creative decisions in um in the pre in the sequel trilogy like you had kind of the parallels in episode one between him and Ray um like the food he eats the way he eats it the the places he sits is kind of ray but it seems like um obi-wan has kind of closed himself off to the force a little bit and he's starting to open himself a little bit back up to it because it's you know it's dangerous to be force sensitive in this space like Mm -hmm. which could explain a little bit about why that fight at the end of the episode goes so poorly for him um Amongst other things, obviously, Vader is a very talented Jedi, but you can tell that Vader's really just basically toying with him there. Yeah. 
They're really they're really taking on the COVID in this one. Like, yeah, they're really they're really going at it because he because it's just a journey of faith over fear. Right. You know, <laughs> he's like it's like turning on the light. You know, and it's like yeah. well, you're living in the dark in a cave, and he has to overcome Darth Vader, who is famous for wearing a mask. Oh wow! <laughs> and I'm not saying I agree with the politics. I'm just saying I think it's a bold and brave choice. You know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Of Disney. Yeah, to just step out there and do that. Step out on faith, if you will. That all that ultra conservative company, Disney. Yeah, that, they're probably doing it just politics. to get in better in Florida. You know, they're probably <laughs> trying to score. That's right. Roll back some legislation. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, so. Am I am I crazy, Luke? What do you think? Um. Yeah, I could, I could see. I think I, I, we talked a little bit about some of the parallels, um, you know, to the the sequel trilogy that we've seen already. You know, there's that, there's the thing in in Rise of Skywalker, right, where she's trying to commune with the Jedi, um, and you know, trying to hear the voices of Jedi that have gone before her, and she can't. And then finally, obviously, it happens in kind of the like discount portal scene from yeah. from super discounted. That's a super end game. Yeah, that's like the one dollar, you know, or less bin portal scene ray on your left (laughs) exactly um you know so i think i think there are some similarities there but i i really thought like okay maybe maybe we're gonna get qui-gon here when he's on the ship and he's but i like that he's haunted by these voices and the only thing he can hear right are the people he doesn't want to hear although did you hear that uh qui-gon or that uh, liam neeson is coming back for an animated series for disney yeah so that leads me to believe that he's going to show up somewhere here in the in the Kenobi series, as if it wasn't obvious already. But I think that's almost like a done done deal now. They should have gone to him first when the little girl was kidnapped. That's he's right. Got the skills. <laughs> that is true. And the backstory, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it, it is it's fascinating to me because when I think about the uh, like the story that they're telling. Um, I mean, I assumed it too. And I mean, I also thought it was really funny. Side note, when they were talking about coming out, like who voices over who, and people are like, I wonder who voiced over Darth Vader. And it's like, it's clearly James Earl Jones. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's James Earl Jones. Like, we didn't find someone else. It's still him. Um, like, they'll only ever, ever be able to use Vader as a character so long as James Earl Jones is alive. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like, Obviously, he hasn't been training or been like active in any missions in a while, and so you can kind of see like maybe he's well, like he's just weaker. And so it, there's a parallel even between Episode Four when Vader says the exact same thing, you know, your powers are weak and things like that. And I assumed maybe I'm wrong. It's been ten years. I think he's closed himself off to the Force. I don't even think he's using the Force when it comes to his saber fight with Vader. Like he doesn't even try. It seems like he's just kind of like on his heels trying to just like block and stuff um i think some of that might have to do with maybe like vader can sense him when he's using the force but when vader's used like fighting him like there's no use no need to hide right like just use your powers bro so i thought that was interesting that like he's very much kind of like a bumbling like almost by accident getting into like um get like saving this girl and i'm i'm just curious i'm wondering like if there's going to be like a like a Rocky style training montage for him. <laughs> him and Qui-Gon punching it up. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's like... Or also for the fight, like if if my best friend who I raised and murdered came back as a big scary zombie, I don't think I would be really calm. That's right. 
in that fight. <laughs> oh yeah. So like it's the I would have multiple questions. Yeah, and the fear piece, right? Like the mm-hmm. the like he maybe he's giving into his own fear in that kind of sense. Um Vader's really good at searching that out. That's actually a really helpful insight, I think. Um as it pertains to that. Um well so that's yeah. one of the, that's one of the things that people are complaining about that 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 battle, you know, between the invader seemed like just so lackluster and they didn't think it was well choreographed and yada, yada, yada. And I think that's the whole point. Like Obi-Wan is overmatched. He's afraid. And he's also just, I think still in shock. Like this is Anakin Skywalker. Like the last, last I left him, he was limbless, you know, on the bank of a lava river. I thought he was dead. And now here he is this like six foot eight hulking robot, you know, that is here to literally destroy me. Um, right. I think, I think he's just that like blown away by the circumstances and that haunted by everything that he, he can't wrap his head around it, you know, yeah. so n- not exactly ideal circumstances to like retap into the force and kind of regain his, his relationship there. Yeah. And he, there's been a lot of comparisons that like, like Obi-Wan, like all the different Jedi fights that happened in episode three, like between Mace Windu and Sidious, Yoda and Sidious and Anakin and Obi-Wan, like all of them knew who the stronger person was pretty like well into that fight and so obi-wan would have known that he couldn't defeat anakin in that moment and so he had to trick him by doing the whole like goading him into doing something stupid um but like it's it's fascinating because like you know it hasn't gotten any better in fact vader's just been successfully killing people for 10 years now um so this is this is pretty rough Um, he's pretty successful here too yeah like, I mean, I don't even know if he's really concerned with Obi-Wan. I think that he's just mad because he heard he was traveling with a kid and Vader just can't stand to know there's a child out there he hasn't murdered yet. <laughs> um, and I mean, really, like there's even in the, the kind of reveal scene where it's like, oh, no, Vader is here. You know, when he's marching through the town, like, I mean, he's like force choking the adults, but like... the spoilies but there's a kid he kills immediately right <laughs> like, yeah. he, like he'll he'll savor the adults but he's cracking he's cracking that kid like he's yeah, and there's another kid doesn't he? he kills like pretty quickly too like right after that i don't i don't i lost count like it would you yeah. know but yeah. i'm i'm very confused by people who would want like a like a duel of the fates fight here in episode like, three. <laughs> as, as if that would be i mean even just in the hero's journey you know like obi-wan is crossed the threshold or whatever but you have like you have to have the trials here yeah. like he can't be all set to go you know and yep. i'm sure there's a retreat i'm sure there's a you know he's gonna have to go to dagobah or whatever and have old grogu teach him the way he's not being been anymore yeah <laughs> that's so funny um I, that's a really good point patrick and, and I, like you said like if it would have just ended up the same way where obi-wan kind of defeats vader in episode three i i think it would have taken a lot of wind out of the sails of of the sh- of this episode go ahead luke on that point talk about wind out of sails is anybody else a little bit afraid about where it's headed now because we've gotten two things we've rescued leia now leia is kidnapped a second time Mm -hmm. and we've got vader facing off against obi-wan which obviously that's probably going to happen a second time as well but like we've already kind of got that up front so now there to me there's a sense of like 
Were they just going to re re unkidnap Leia? Like, what's that going to look like? I'm a little bit, I'm, I can't, I, I'm a little bit surprised, I guess, that they rescued her and now she's captured again. I thought they were going to kind of like wrap up that piece, send her back to Alderaan and get on with the next part of the story. But I guess that, that yeah. obviously isn't the case. Yeah. No, you're right. I think that we talked about this at the end of episode two, like everything that was basically in the trailer we saw in the first two episodes. And so I was like, oh, I wonder where they're going to go from here. I was hoping that they would wrap up that story and move away from Leia, but what? Uh, <laughs> this is why Patrick's on the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah, I love this. So, um, so that I because it's so funny because like um, when I think about like women in my Star Wars, <laughs> it's so funny. Two episodes uh, now. Yeah, so I mean, I I thought that I was surprised that they went with a. With the the lightsaber fight this soon, even one, I thought they were going to build to like the big one, but I'm happy they did mm. this. I'm genuinely curious about where they go from here. Um, I just I I loved how Vader was in this. I mean, I know he murdered a lot of people, but like again, like one of the things that Disney's done since taking over is they really do show Vader in the suit just being like evil and things like that. And that's kind of one of the things that you assume about Vader when you see him in the original trilogy, but here. He's, you know it and just like the way he kind of tortures obi-wan um fantastic and, and like very much a horror kind of feel i don't know if you picked up on that like when obi-wan's like running from him and he's like where is he is he behind me and then all of a sudden he's just there you know like i loved that kind of like spooky feel to it like he's like a almost like a, a specter um and things like that i thought that was cool so, so Patrick, you feel different. You want more of Leia. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, maybe, yeah, I mean, I do. But also, I just absolutely assume that that's what we're getting. I mean, there's three more episodes, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, like, I just, I don't think you devote that much screen time if she's just going to be, like, the first arc of this. Um, I mean, you, you, I don't know what you guys talked about on the other, but, you know, when um, her adoptive father... Um, was said to obi-wan i guess it was episode two where he's talking about leia and luke and, and he said she's as important as he is right um, like that's what i knew like oh, okay no we're in then like this is leia's story mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. as it is obi-wan again it's mandalorian three and i'm loving it but um <laughs> like i totally i i totally knew that and and while it i'm sure i have opinions there's no chance in he double hockey sticks that i'm gonna be a star wars fan that critiques anything about a child actor like <laughs> i've learned from others um but i'm i'm very much enjoying her i want her to be a part and a focus of this i think it's uh healing for obi-wan i i like the direction it's going uh, yeah a lot though it'll yeah. probably just be disappointing in the end wow. how could it live up like you know, there's this line in here that I want to talk about where um, I, I and I, I'm I'm talking myself into like crazy Star Wars tinfoil hat thing. Okay. But, you know, like we know that Leia eventually uses the force. Right. And is force sensitive. Right. Just a person. Um, oh, did you think it was weird? Maybe I'll just throw it to you first because I have thoughts on this. But when Obi-Wan Kenobi, like it seemed like the weirdest thing where she's asking him and he's like, yes, I. I had a baby brother. Oh yeah. Taken. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because we absolutely 
have not run into a Juan Obi Kenobi anywhere. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, you didn't mention this before. Um, yeah. And and I think that like step one was like because I was just thinking about this. I'm like, oh, because it's. I mean, he's like Leia because she also was separated from a baby brother. But then my tinfoil hat thing is like, is that his memory? Or does she kind of have it? And he's kind of feeling, you know, that's the, in the words of Han Solo, that's not how the force works. (laughs) But I'm still just like, that was the most random. Like, no one's talking about this. I feel like everyone's like, oh, I liked the lightsaber. I didn't like the lightsaber. And I'm just like, can we talk about this? No, 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 you're right. Like, I, I thought the middle portion of this episode was was just very well done and 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 opened up a lot of doors that I think that I'm not sure they're going to come back doors. to. Right? Like, it's the, so, like, one of the pieces, and I think that for some reason, I don't know why I wasn't expecting this, and you guys can tell me what you think about this. Um, what, emotion, an emotion that I feel like they're capturing quite well for some reason is, is Obi-Wan not only mourning and kind of like feeling weird about Anakin, but just like his sorrow over the loss of Padme, right? Like mm-hmm. the, so in episode two, he tells her, he's like, you remind me of someone I once knew. And she was like, was she a Jedi? And she, she said, nah. and he's like, no, she was a leader, you know? Um, and, you know, he's looking at Leia who very much like we've already gotten the speech from Bail Organa that, you know, like he wants her to take over and be a leader. And she does obviously, later on in the in the canon but you know even here when he's sitting there kind of talking about her mother like that kind of moment where i think it was very it captured again it captured it very well where he looks at the lay and he's like sometimes i look at her face and i see i see her mom and then she gets really confused because she thinks are you my dad like yeah that's funny kind of a situation now (laughs) i and part of me was like oh man if they really want to irk some people they could add some Kenobi to this gene pool if they want to. Um, and I just thought that was, I thought that was really funny because I had a flash of a moment. I was like, would they do that? No, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't <laughs> completely rewrite the <laughs> the trajectory of the original series. No, all, all hell would break loose. Oh man, that, how, it would be so crazy. But yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like that that scene where he's talking to the stormtroopers about him and Leia and like he's communicating. Wild scene. Yeah, I, I felt wild. like that was, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, do you share the feeling that I thought that they did that pretty well, actually? I think so. I haven't even thought about that yet because I'm still trying to wrap my head around how the Empire is looking for a Jedi. That's right. That's really funny. <laughs> and he, like, he's right. He doesn't have a fake mustache on. And he's <laughs> right. just like, no, no Jedi. Just this weird guy who's carrying a youngling dressed like a jedi dressed exactly like a jedi in the middle of nowhere like what are you looking for what what profile were you given that's right no picture at all state number one that's well and i mean it points out another thing like when they're on um the you know the the last planet all the bounty hunters have pictures of obi-wan kenobi and And it's like like all of them in a minute and so it's like clearly this is a technology that exists in the universe so they could be like ah, well looks like him uh, <laughs> so i don't know it just it, it does that is a little weird spot i i i still like it oddly love it but you're right like it's one of those things that i feel like obi-wan should not be wearing that giant like brown robe because i feel yeah, like that's yeah. a dead like hey 
didn't Jedi wear that? Like no one else. It's so clear. It's not a normal way to dress in the I galaxy. Don't get it. I it's, don't get it's it. It's like when OJ Simpson was on the run and he was literally wearing his like Buffalo Bills jersey. Like, we're looking for OJ Simpson. Anybody seen him? And he's like in full shoulder pads and a helmet. Like that's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> his running back uniform. It's like, ah, oh, that's he'll, what he looks like. He'll move to the desert and live in a cave, but he won't go clothes shopping right. <laughs> he won't change a thing <laughs> yeah like the best he can do is to get a different kind of of like cream colored shirt it's not even a different color it's just a different kind of shirt um now and also right after that scene not many people know this but like i bet i bet one of you two know the famous like lightsaber fight choreographer for star wars yeah yeah, but do you know who direct who they brought in to direct this fight? No, and uh, is they uh, John Wick actually? <laughs> uh, they got John Wick to come in, and they were like, "We want you to direct this lightsaber fight." And he's like, "I don't really do that. I do guns." <laughs> and Obi Wan absolutely goes straight up, if not John Woo, John Wick. I mean, what can are we can we can we talk about this? Have yeah. you seen this? That was pretty yeah. impressive. Have you seen this? Have we, can we talk about this? <laughs> oh, yeah. the, um, and I think one thing I have seen, like uh, thinking about a new hope when he's like, not as clumsy or random as a blaster. I was like, okay, buddy. I was surprised he took the shot at the stormtrooper with Leia standing there. Uh, that to me was like, whoa, I didn't think he was going to go full, you know, Raylan Givens justified there, but he, he did it. Yeah, he did it. It, it does seem a little out of character of yeah. the, the scaredy Obi-Wan, but I mean, maybe Darth is a trigger for him. It's whatever, but it was, I, I did not know how to handle that scene when it was <laughs> yeah. happening, though it was fun. I was happy to see that he improved his shot taking ability in the span of one episode. Like, yeah. be, he was <laughs> bad last episode. It was so bad. It was cringy bad. And then this episode. Yeah. Well, between episode two and three, the Florida governor called him up and they were like, need more positive gun ownership. That's, That's right. right. Or, <laughs> you know, good guy That's with right. a gun. And so they were like, all right, we, we'll do it. So, uh, so on the on the Leia Obi Wan front, the one thing I wanted to talk about, make sure we mentioned, was the conversation about the Force. Oh, um, yeah. That that I thought was brilliant. Like, I, the one line obviously that stands out of like show like Wandavision, right? Is this is the line about grief, right? Yep. And like love, love persisting. And in this one, obviously, this is a lot less profound. But at the same time, like I thought his explanation of the Force was really good, especially to a ten year old. Like mm-hmm. you've ever been in the dark. Yes. Like, do you know what it feels like when the light turns on? Like, that's what the force feels like. I thought that was such a good line and, and mm-hmm. like just really, really good at, at kind of defining the force and talking about it in a way that we've never really heard before. So everybody was, go to like, Spry yeah, Church's good. website right now and <laughs> see if Pastor Luke Harbaugh uses that to talk about salvation <laughs> in, my sermon in his sermon. <laughs> Coming up. Yeah. Now I'll wait a few Sundays. So it's not so obvious that's so great yeah oh man and i know i agree i was i was thinking about that too especially as for somebody like who's coming like coming off of like not being able to do it well like in that moment like he's not able to access qui-gon um and like it's just in some sense he's like he's recalling something that he used to do well um clearly not something he's really good at in the moment um 
and so I, I think that's such a that's such a powerful thing too because again like the one of the kind of angsty elements from the prequels that the sequel disney era has tried to correct is the idea like oh yeah um it's not midichlorians it's a mysterious mm-hmm. uh, light thing about how that binds all life together kind of thing and so they've yeah. returned to kind of this mystic element so i did i did during this episode i turned to my wife and i said they just dealt with the force better than all three prequel movies and she said what are you talking about so um yeah we were both real impressed by that yeah what are you talking about who are you get away from me (laughs) she She looked up from patrick's not patrick's not married folks i don't know yeah that's right that's right (laughs) by episode five we'll see yeah well, it's it's funny, like, well, I mean, uh, what did you what did you make of kind of his um like his kind of personality in terms of like how he himself is developing through the first like three of these episodes? Like if there's if, if there's any are you noticing anything? Like I'm not asking because I know I'm just seeing like what you guys think of Obi-Wan kind of through these three episodes. Mm. Because clearly they don't have a lot of time. Like obviously Which it's only is, six episodes, but Obi Wan is the guy. He's the guy with the red or blue sword. He's the red one. <laughs> oh, the red one. <laughs> no, to me, to me, he seems to still be in the same place he was at the beginning of the first episode, which I'm fine with. Like it's not that much time, but it's still only halfway through the series, um, and you know he's willing to kind of take this risk and and you know do something for bail organa and rescue leia but now i think he's like oh crap this is way deeper than i ever thought it would be <laughs> like yeah. turns out anakin's alive turns out i'm being chased by these inquisitors like i think he really underestimated the the waters he was going to be swimming in here and now probably regrets ever saying yes in the first place yeah it's like it's like the, you just see him like as he's being drugged through those fire like uh rocks he's just like this is why we don't leave the cave <laughs> exactly <laughs> But I mean, but I think that is a different place, to be fair. Like you've got the Obi-Wan. I mean, he's terrified, but he's still um he's still doing the thing. Like it's yeah. like the the Inquisitor said at the beginning, like the Jedi code, it's like an itch, like they can't they can't help themselves. Yeah. Um, which is a more positive kind of spin on the Jedi than like you know, maybe the order was uh, again in the prequels. This is just a much better prequel movie. Um yeah. And that's proving true, right? I mean, like, Obi-Wan does fall for the trap. Like, he goes. He, he doesn't refuse that. Um, he cro- he accepts it. Um, and, and on the other side, like, I love the kind of the dueling things because Obi-Wan's uh, virtue gets in his way, but the Empire, obviously, of course, like, their cruelty and violence gets in their way, too. And so it's just like the, the two sufferings. Um, Ooh, shout out to my boy Kierkegaard here on this one. Um, but like, I'm, I'm trying real hard not to take a big left turn. But, uh, you know, like, I enjoy those. I, I enjoy this kind of du- uh, these kind of dueling fates uh, <laughs> have going on um, as they go. And I, Obi-Wan is, he's, he's pulled, like he's out the door. It's Bilbo. I mean, we're really seeing a better Hobbit movie, right? Right. Um, the, uh, this Bilbo Baggins, uh, who knows a little bit about adventure, um, he's going on this quest and he doesn't belong and he hates it, but he can't not help the small person. 
um or you know love the space wizard the, wow we're really watching the hobbit aren't we that's right yeah it's like the uh i i've i've, I've read something about like all the different kinds of like genres and star wars is very much kind of like a golden fleece kind of thing um which goes back to the odyssey and things like that you've got this kind of heading out into like an adventure in a certain sense to to find something and the the important part of the journey is the transformation in the hero which is obi-wan here um and it's it's fascinating because like I, i like i hear like everything you're saying completely agree and i love what you said about the whole two sufferings thing <laughs> mm-hmm. um is it the the do or don't do it you know you're gonna regret both kind of thing which is yeah well right the and i think that's a I, that's a very helpful that's a very helpful thing because like and i i don't mean to rail again on the on the sequel trilogy there's plenty of that if you're interested in hearing uh me rail on the sequel trilogy listen to our MacGuffin on the disney era um but you know it's one of the things that i feel like like you see over and over again with obi-wan that you don't see with luke towards the end of his life like he's just not willing to go on any more adventures obi-wan for some reason is just always able to answer the call he's a little bit more reluctant here than he is in episode four but the same is true like he he is he is he feels a sense of duty um that he will always fulfill um even if it's gonna you know mean him being dragged through fire rocks uh, at the end of it you know that that kind of scene where he realizes that like vader is very much detecting him um and so he tries to draw vader away from the girl um, because he knows it's more important that she not be discovered than he survive. Um, and I, I think that's that's really profound and um, helpful yet again to kind of like um, circle back to this. But I, again, it's just it's it's fascinating to me, like how subtle they can be with certain things, like even when they're in the basically the underground railroad of the galaxy, which I, which is primarily used, it sounds like to smuggle Jedi out of places to get them to safety um and you find and this is why i like rogue one find out that a lot of the people who are doing the living and fighting and dying in in the rebellion are just normal people who realize that this is bad and so we got to resist it you know and so i i really really liked that um kind of piece um so yeah here's here's where here's where patrick i think he is in the same spot but so, so he, you're right in that he's different, um, that he's doing the thing, right? Like that, that's a step in the right direction. Um, yeah. because he, he puts himself in between Vader and Leia, right? He's like, you guys go, I'll distract him. Like, he probably thinks he's going to die. Like, I don't think he thinks his odds of getting out of that are very high, but he's like, he's doing the thing where I think he's still the same as I think he's still in denial that like, this means fully probably re fully embracing like his, his Jedi-ness, you know? And that he's like, still kind of avoiding that truth um millions you, you don't you don't see him taking steps towards you know actually kind of re- reconnecting with the force and no th- um, that's gonna that start up. next i think because like he's yes. going to fail he's got like again hero's journey right like he just hit the road of trials and ne- like he's got to fail to begin the transformation right yeah uh, so I, I feel like that's where you're you're exactly right we haven't seen like that turn at all um which is good i think yeah and i you know i think that not to pivot back to vader another thing that i really liked about vader other than just being a scary 
villain right because that's that's something i've always wanted out of him that i felt like again i didn't get to see a ton of like he fought obviously luke a couple times he killed obi-wan but you don't really get to see him like fighting otherwise and now you see him kind of just being like a merciless dark lord of the sith um kind of thing and so but like you feel a little bit of hayden christensen in that fight too like you should have killed me when you had the chance oh yeah yeah million percent that anger like just him like toying with obi-wan like very much like kind of how he toys with luke there in a little bit of episode five his lines there are so bad i am what you made me yeah um but but he's like he's he's trapped in that moment and obi-wan is trapped from leaving it behind like when he's like we lost get over it like it's so done and like darth vader like is i mean obviously he has no limbs he's um a little burned sunburned um right still but he's he like recreates the moment you know like he's just lived there yeah since that yeah no i love that you are what you made me it like it very much it like harkens back to those lines like that he had to say is like don't underestimate my power <laughs> a million percent but and so in some sense i love like the campiness like disguised with like oh my god am i about to watch obi-wan get killed like the way i felt like when thanos was beating up captain america is like oh god oh god oh god like am i about to watch (laughs) captain america die like kind of thing um and yeah i I just i don't know like i I loved that whole sequence because it's dark like it's very much shot like a horror film and yeah like that kind of like slow torture of obi-wan you know like with the like he ignites all the rocks by just using his lightsaber it's just it's it's pretty it's pretty interesting and so i'm I'm very curious to see where we go from here the one thing i will say that the show has done well is they leave you at a place where you have no idea what's going to happen next which is really great um you have no idea i i have no idea maybe maybe you better like i i've i've got predictions but um uh but you know i I could be so wrong. I've been very wrong before in these types of things, but I'm still coming like, back to your. I'm still coming back to your theory that that Reva wants to get close to Vader um, because yeah. he even he even says in this episode he's like, I know what you want, you know, and you want like glory, you want you know to be the 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 head Inquisitor, but at the same time, I'm not really sure that is what she wants. Like that would be that would be a pretty yeah like basic kind of shallow motivation for our one of our main characters. You know what I mean? He's so, very much still clothed in mystery. Yeah, so I still think I still think you might hold some water there in your in your uh, yeah. prediction. Just a and the straight re- up turn would be boring and weird to me. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just not sure. Like you know, even if she doesn't, I don't know if it'll be her circumstance or her death or or whatever that will be the exciting part. But I'm so, like I'm such a fan of of her character, um, and also the. Um, if I was a better Marvel fan, was, there's a great joke to make there about the Doctor Strange's uh, title. Um, right. <laughs> about the, 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 she's the third sister, and then there's like the second Asian or whoever. Um, but you know, they, they give him a hat. Like I'm not, you know, like That's I right. love I love them so much. I think yeah. they're phenomenal. Yeah, I, it's it's fascinating because like I the reason why I'm still holding guns to this is because I think about like when Vader is like probing luke's mind and he's like your thoughts betray you because they think you're thinking of your sister like like I'm so glad Vader. you said mind that's like he's <laughs> like he's able to like 
read your thoughts. And so she's kind of doing something clever by making, like disguising her motives. It's like, oh, I just want to be the next Grand Inquisitor because I want to be close to Vader. When in fact, like she really wants to kill Vader and thinks that Obi-Wan will help her do that. Um, and I don't know. I think I think that, I mean, why plant that scene in there of her as a kid with specifically the temple scene? if not that but again i could be really wrong and I, I but i still hold that that's where this is going and like her getting killed is either going to happen in the final battle with obi-wan or it's going to happen before that and that's going to be the thing that spurs obi-wan obi-wan on to kind of like battle vader one last time um but it'll be interesting i'm curious to see where this leaves us if they're gonna try and make this into a multiple season thing or if this is going to lead right into where we are before episode four um it'll be interesting either ways um for sure um any other thoughts kind of as we're wrapping up here um with our recap of episode three of obi-wan on disney plus i got nothing i'm excited to see what what's next yeah it's gonna be interesting uh for sure because um i think i'm on the edge of the seat we're, we're halfway through already it feels so soon which is sad that feels sad to me that we've already seen half of it yeah that's true so um we'll uh we'll be back here um next week um we'll do a double recap of uh of obi-wan and the first episode of miss marvel um I'm just kidding. We won't be doing those. Uh, those. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't realize I signed up for that one. Miss Maisel. I'll talk about Miss Maisel any day. We'll do a Miss Maisel, Miss Marvel, like, like smash up. Um, Very funny. But anyway, yeah. So we'll be back here with episode four next week on our recap. Uh, that'll about do it for tonight. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, uh, please uh, leave a review wherever you listen to us on Apple Podcast or, or Podbean. Um, just mail are, it. Just mail or, yeah, it. Mail it to, to Patrick Taylor uh, um, or email it to him. That'd be great, too. Um, we'll be uh, back here, like I said, next week with another uh, recap of Obi-Wan. And Kyle and I will be back soon to discuss um, some multiverses um, uh, with every everything, everywhere, all at once. And uh, Doctor Strange is kind of like... Uh, two similar but different approaches to multiverse thinking so be looking for that my friend my friend yes sir the most important multiverses the ones you read in the bible Mm. 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 and that is a great note to end on don't forget to confess and repent and turn to the lord christ (laughs) we hope that you're having a good evening uh be well stay safe everyone and we will see you here next time on the art house roadshow And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time.